The Colonel Podcast. Hosted by Noah Norton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colonel News Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Noah Norton. It's been an exciting week. A lot of big stuff dropped. We had a lot of drops on Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, a lot of great stuff coming out, so we got a great show for you. Um, apparently, some stuff's happening in politics. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really keep up with that stuff, um, but uh, uh, I hope that whatever happened that happened is good for the person that's watching goodly. I don't really know. I don't keep up with it. I'm into film and film alone, all right? And sometimes TV, movie, entertainment news, and TikTok star drama, all right? But, you know, it's a narrow box, all right? Don't try to get me out of the box. I like my box, all right? That's why I never eat at Taco Bell. They're always trying to get me out of there. So, uh, KFC for life. So, uh, we're going to get right into it. So, let's pop it, lock it, butter it down. Uh, Jumping right in here, we got the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is currently filming over at Disney+. Plus. This is really exciting. And George Lucas has been seen on set stealing scripts and rewriting the dialogue. He has made a pledge to add as much wooden and cringeworthy dialogue as possible so that the series can connect to his prequel trilogy. Uh, apparently, this hasn't sat well with the showrunner, Deborah Chow, and she's complained multiple times to Kathleen Kennedy over George Lucas's uh, interloping. Um, but apparently, in response, George Lucas has threatened to sick the entire Star Wars fan base onto Deborah Chow. Now, if you don't know about the Star Wars fan base, they are rabid and they are vicious, right? I mean, the, sh- the, 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 the whole series is about space wizards, right? It, it's about space wizards, and somehow they freak out if, if someone ooh, says, hey, I think The Last Jedi was actually a good movie. I mean, oh, I, I don't think that, though. I don't think that. It is, it is garbage. It is a horrible movie. Ryan Johnson should be fired from life. I totally, yes, yes, it's a bad movie. It's really bad. It's really bad, and Daisy Ridley's not even that hot, and, and Ray is a, a Mary Sue character. I totally think that. I totally don't, don't, don't. I was the first to think that. I was the, I was the first person to think that, so, so don't, oh, <laughs> you, oh, screw you. I hate The Last Jedi. I hate it. Oh, such a bad movie. Moving on, Chris Hemsworth is refusing to do the Marvel workout routine for Thor, Love, and Thunder. That's interesting. Apparently, Chris just loved being overweight in Avengers Endgame, so he's actually put in his contract that he will no longer work out for the film and is gaining the weight naturally rather than wearing the fat suit prosthetic that they had created. Now, this is very interesting. Apparently, Chris has been spotted at multiple Outback Steakhouses across the country, that being Australia, and has been ordering 12 blooming onions with every meal. That's commitment to a role. I think that's great. Um, And apparently it's the happiest he's ever been. I think this is really exciting. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, you know, we've seen these unrealistic standards of beauty. and, And as American... I prefer to have someone a little closer to what I would look like. So uh, good on you, Chris. Gain all that weight. I hope you have uh, you, you deal with that fatty liver you are developing uh, with uh, the correct medical attention. Moving on. This is really exciting. This is very exciting. Um, Nolan Fest. Nolan Fest is happening right here in L.A. Uh, it's at the Hollywood Legion Drive-In. And uh, Inception, Batman Begins. The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and it ends with Tenet on the 25th. Is that not the greatest lineup of films ever put to screen? That is phenomenal. 
all Colonel employees will be forced to be there. If I could, I'd be forcing you to be there because you deserve it, and you'd probably thank me later for kidnapping you out of your house and chaining you to a radiator to watch them. But uh, uh, if you're going, make sure you wear your ceremonial masks and robes, as is required for anyone who knows watching the God King cinema. This will be my personal 25th time viewing Tenet. I hope it's even more times for you. Uh, f all I can think of is how many babes there's going to be there. There's going to be some real hot ladies. It's, gonna, it's like the Coachella for people with taste in movies, you know? So this is going to be really exciting. If anyone wants to be my date, got an opening. <laughs> got, a, got a very, very wide opening. And, it, and it, I'm not picky. And please. Moving on. Army Hammer has been cast in the American Psycho remake. Uh, so if you haven't been keeping up with Army Hammer, he has been deep into method acting for this role for a while now, about a decade. And and I think that gives a lot of uh, explanation to all of the uh, rumors swirling around him about him indulging in cannibalism and sadomasochistic BDSM. Uh, it's really fascinating. Uh, he's clearly the right look for the role, the, the right character. Uh, I was reading some of his text messages about wanting to break off his girlfriend's rib, cook it, and eat it. And that just sounds so committed to the role. I, I've been saying this a thousand times. If you want to be an actor, commit the crimes of the characters you're playing. I, I'm so sick of hearing this story about how great Anthony Hopkins was. Yeah, did he eat a real human liver? He didn't really deserve that Oscar, did he? Didn't really deserve it. Um... My hope out of this whole American Psycho remake is somehow Timothy Chalamet is put in there again. You know, uh, uh, t Timmy, come get your boy, right? And you, why, while you're coming, while you're coming for him, why don't you come on me? Get, get me, get me for the for the role. Okay, uh, we're gonna do a quick break here, and uh, we'll be back in a little bit with our quick reviews. Stick around. Hey everyone, I I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. We just actually want to take this break for a second. Uh, to show you about some exciting stuff. Now, you may have been watching the episode and noticed this pin right here. And the pin says, I risked my life for Tenant. And when I got this pin from redbubble.com, which is actually where you can find all of our merch, um, this right here is a kind of like signed contract, a sort of a, a statement right here that I risked my life during the middle of a global pandemic to see a masterpiece film. And I actually did that multiple times. And I think something at the Colonel we've been talking about is since we're all such huge fans, that this is a kind of a badge of honor, a badge of courage, if you will. So we're actually selling these uh, on Redbubble, um, these I Risk My Life for Tenant pins. You can get them as stickers like this, a more a larger sticker you put kind of on a laptop screen. Maybe you put it in the corner of your screen so when you're watching Tenant for your, what, 17th time, uh, you get a reminder that you actually braved the perils of the world to see this film and promote really high quality filmmaking. So if you want to uh, get these, check them out at redbubble.com. We actually have a bunch of great uh, merch over there. Uh, we also have uh, this great uh, sticker written and directed by Quintifer Nolentino. Uh, this is if you want to flex on some film fans and let them know that you're, you're a fan of great writing in film and you're also a fan of great writing and great directing in film. So kind of uh, uh, to show that you really appreciate true cinema. We also have this great one right here that I think is awesome. I think this is, this is uh, uh, it's God King Nolan, but I think this is during while he's filming The Prestige, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, is this, yeah, this is The Prestige Nolan right here. So you can wear this and just kind of show your, your support of a really true visionary that Christopher Nolan is. And then finally, we have just a standard The Colonel News kind of sticker you can put 
um, on like a laptop screen. And this right here actually works in film debates as sort of a get out of jail free for a bad take. Uh, if you feel like you have something controversial, you just take the sticker off, you show it to someone and they know, you know, that it's kind of just, hey, don't debate me. All right, don't try to fight me on this. I'm going to beat you. Uh, I do want to make it clear, if you if you do end up purchasing the I Risk My Life for Tenet sticker, you have to have seen Tenet in theaters. This is a club that we want exclusivity for. Uh, we want it to be a, 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 a badge of courage. You wouldn't you wouldn't wear a purple heart, you know, just because you fought in the war, right? You, you want this to mean something. So please only buy the I Risk for My Life for Tenet if you truly did see Tenet in theaters, you know? And I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, so we're getting into our quick review section. So quick review is where I kind of uh, review some of the things that have come out this week and kind of give you my thoughts and and first takes on what's um, what's out there right now. So uh, starting out, WandaVision Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2. It was a little weird it was in black and white. It was a little weird because, and this might just be me, but when I look around everywhere, I actually see more colors than just black and white. So it's a little odd that they decided to to do that black and white. And inherently, things that are black and white are just not as good. You know, that's that's why Tenet doesn't, or um, uh, Christopher Nolan doesn't do black and white scenes. You know, and you might say, oh, Memento, it was for a story purpose. All right. So I didn't really understand the point of it, um, but I'm glad they're not following the usual Marvel kind of tropes. I didn't, you know, no blue sky beam, even if it's going to end up being a gray sky beam. You know, I, I thought that was interesting. I'm a big fan of the 50s and 60s era, uh, the the sort of social family dynamics. You know, the woman doesn't have a life of their own. The man's doing all the breadwinning. I think that's just great, and it's exciting to explore it because, you know, there had been kind of those questions about too much empowerment. You know, what's like too much agency, uh, passing the Bechdel test too much? <laughs> you know, people have those concerns about it. So it's nice to see Marvel just take a step back and be a little more aggressive. So uh, first take, I'm excited to see what they do. All right, moving on here. Uh, Cherry 2021 trailer. Uh, I, I gotta say, I think the Russo brothers, they stayed in the MCO a little too long. They are lost without Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, the movie doesn't look good. I'm predicting right now, already a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, and frankly, that's being a little generous uh, because I'm saying 45 on the critic side because we know critics are paid off. So of course, someone's gonna pay him something like a little bit. But the audience score is gonna be even lower. I think we're looking at probably like last airbender numbers. We're talking 17%. Uh, Tom Holland, I hate to break it to you, buddy. This isn't your Oscar film. This is not the film you're going to get an Oscar nomination, you know, lo and behold, a win. But no, this is not the movie that's going to happen. What you need to do, Tom, for your career, since I know you're not interested in the money, you're already making all those buco bucks for uh, uh, Marvel. What you need to do is text Christopher God King Nolan and try to get in Tenet. Um, obviously, Tenet 2, I don't think you're going to be in time for the casting. Tenet 3, however, that might be, I have, you see, because in my head, I have a plan where it's like Tenet 1, Tenet 2. Tenet 2 actually takes place at the same time as Tenet 3, uh, but Tenet 3 actually taking place at the same time as Tenet 2, but also a prequel to Tenet 1. So it'll make sense when it plays out, but try to get into the Tenet franchise, and I think you're going to see some Oscar uh, buzz start happening. But this, this is not the movie to do it. I hate to say it. Moving on. Uh, the little things. Uh, this is gonna be released in the on the 29th, but uh, the Colonel's got clout because we actually got an early screener of the show, of the movie, and I took a look at it, and I'm not gonna spoil anything, but the the director is the director of The Blind Side, uh, 2009. So without spoiling anything, the white people come out looking pretty good. 
they come out looking pretty good. Jared Leto, the fake Joker, he ends up looking pretty good in this movie. Um, very savior-esque. Uh, Rami Malek, fake Freddie Mercury, also looks pretty good. But something that really surprised me about this movie, without getting into too much spoilers, it's tough not to spoil the movie, but um, John David Washington, the star of Tenet, uh, his dad is actually in this movie. Um, D- Denzel, uh, Denzel Washington, um, he's... He's actually in this movie. So I guess he's trying out acting. We'll see how it goes. Uh, John David Washington, obviously doing some form of reverse nepotism, all right, getting his dad a role in here. But uh, Denzel, uh, it's a, a weird name, but, I, you know, I think it was good. Not going to be an Oscar winner anytime soon, but it was, he, he, did his, he did his job. You know, he's clearly been watching his son and kind of taking some notes from there. But uh, without spoiling it, it's pretty good. Give it a watch. Uh, moving on. Lockdown on HBO Max. Uh, so I uh, I watched it on HBO Max, and uh, Anne Hathaway. Oh my God, <laughs> like the Timothy Chalamet of women. Um, but I thought it was an interesting movie. Uh, outside of it all, uh, the idea of placing it in this like COVID nineteen global global pandemic. By the way, COVID nineteen kind of a weird fake sounding thing. You know, I, I think they could have chosen something more really realistic like avian swine bat flu or something. It didn't really make sense. Uh, COVID-19, I don't really understand. Uh, but it was interesting to see them put it in this virus pandemic backdrop. Obviously a very uh, far-fetched idea, but I think the far-fetchedness of it kind of speaks to the world building. It's kind of this chaotic world where anything can happen. Ooh, so refreshing world building, you know? Something we haven't really seen ever Finally, we're getting into the Did You Know section. Now, if you don't know about our Did You Know section, this is a deep dive into film knowledge and trivia you won't find on IMDb. You're finding it here first at the Colonel. So, getting into it. Did you know the character Scott Pilgrim from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, 2010, taught roughly 1.2 million young men how to manipulate women? Director Edgar Wright said this was his main intention during the making of the film, was to create a force of men who would be socially inept and unable to deal with women in human terms, kind of wanting them to seem more like objects. Um, and I got to say, after I, I watched it 50 times growing up when I was 12, it helped. It helped a lot. So uh, thank you, Edgar. And uh, I've never had a successful relationship since. It's on you, bud. All right. As always, I'm Noah Norton. Be sure to follow our Instagram account. Uh, check us out on TikTok as well. And... Have a great one, everybody.